Staten Island things started boiling over last night. Hold the law! Hold the law! A standoff anti-vaccine mandate protesters against sanitation department trucks. Showing this large group against the city's vaccine mandate, blocking garbage trucks from entering the hub. And if that wasn't working, lone protesters making sure they got the job done. You know what they did? They got me to be here instead of work, organizing every one of you. The timeline has ended, and we're here to tell you that Matt's Public House is officially open and we will not close. In New York's 11th Congressional District, Nicole Malitakis has a primary challenger, and he's joining us. John Matlin, thanks for joining us. This is the Patriot Panel. Welcome to back-to-back -back days of the Patriot Panel here on Sons and Daughters of Liberty Radio. We have a guest today, Joshua Macias. Uh, following his honorable discharge from the Navy in 2002, Joshua had the same experience as many veterans. He was a hardworking veteran with a strong resume, but no job. Now as an expert in business systems, IT, and housing, Joshua founded End27, a collaborative nonprofit program which you could actually donate to on his website. I'll tell you that in a second. Veterans for America First, a 501c4 grassroots advocacy network, and Net Zero for Heroes a for-profit housing development company. With over four generations of family involved in real estate, Joshua is an experienced and creative housing crisis problem solver. In addition to 20 years of grassroots faith-based and nonprofit service, Joshua is well accomplished in biomedical engineering, IT, and technology solutions. He currently owns and manages numerous properties in Hampton Roads, and he uses them to assist military, veterans, and families in need. As a father of three young boys, Joshua believes in modeling philanthropy and has devoted his time to creating housing solutions across Hampton Roads. He hopes to set an example for both his sons and others in the community by establishing a legacy of housing assistance. Joshua spends most of his time speaking to House of Representatives, Senators, and the like about veteran crisis solutions. It was while answering a need in front of him that Joshua met then-candidate Trump, and together they poised to be groundbreaking change agents in D.C., starting with service to our national treasure, the U.S. veteran. It was as the role of veteran advisor that Joshua was able to see the beginning of his vision take root by helping to create Executive Order Prevents, signed by POTUS 45 in 2019. You can check his website out at J-O-S-H-U-A-M-A-C-I-A-S, as in Sam, dot com. Again, J-O-S-H-U-A-M-A-C-I-A-S dot com. Now, without any further wait, let's start the show. So welcome to the program, Josh Macias. How are you today, brother? Doing great, bro. Doing great. Uh, out here in the land of the free because of the brave. That's it. That is 100% true, and I wish we treated our brave better. So let's touch on that real quick. You've been working on, you know, helping veterans reacclimate when they get back, um, helping drive down things like suicide. It, it's, it's a very awful path that veterans have when they come home. Some say they're, they're very yeah. much so for, forgotten. Uh, what, what do you have to say about, about that? It, do you feel like this country has not been making an effort to, you know, help them re-implement into a, uh, into a civilian role in society? Most definitely, mate. Uh, you know, we get this military-industrial complex that we are part of, 
uh, tied to the government media complex is just constantly throwing our country into wars and to, to care less about the ramifications to both our country and society as a whole. Yeah, speaking of speaking of wars, Josh, there there was just news that came out not too long ago that I'm seeing. I haven't uh, really read much up on it. Maybe you've heard, but apparently one of our drones collided with a, a Russian aircraft uh, in over international waters. So we're watching this this very hot situation starting to simmer even more. Is is there any any input that you have about this situation we find ourselves in with the Ukraine and and Russia and how China's lining up now with Russia and Iran. There's a lot going on. Oh, it's a total axis of evil, mate. Yeah, and for sure there's it's ripe for a deal to be had if those who are adults would take the reins. And right now, as I stated, the military industrial complex is all about getting rid of the old, old equipment and getting the billions of dollars to be able to buy the new new equipment, right? So what we're seeing is a pilfering of our pocketbooks and of the coffers of America and putting into the elites and those who are constantly wanting to war hawk our, our service members into harm's way. And yes, we have a battlefront on multiple fronts. We have a U.S. invasion of the CCP influence. Others, as uh, as President Trump POTUS 45 had stated, that it's this Marxist state of mind, right, that they just keep filling into. Yep. And that's what we have the, now. And because of that, uh, with a community that is no longer one of mass or it's hyper elite and of uh, the volunteer service, which is our current military structure, we're, we're putting a lot more load onto fewer people. So they're, they're way spread thin. You have a DOD that's been gutted um, over the past 20 years, especially the past 20 years. I mean, you can go back and say in 50 years, but especially during the fight against Wahhabism the past 40 years, uh, there was a shift that occurred during my time in service back in 96. And we saw that under Clinton and uh, the erosion of the very foundation of our mighty strength of fortress of protection of america that can handle three war fronts at the given time yeah i don't with with this then it's a constant error at america to see the u.s dollar and this hyper country that we're in this this beyond superpower hyper power country that our country represents and has represented for so long that china doesn't want that they want their they want to be at the top right and I don't know when people start waking up that there is evil out there. And it's, I'm not so much afraid at those at the ga- outside the gate. It's the evil that's within that'll open the door for the enemy without. Yeah. And what we're seeing is even when it came to like vaccine mandates and things of that nature, we watched, you know, our military start getting rid of perfectly fine decorated soldiers and, to think we're doing that while we're going into this hot situation with all of these different nations. And like you said, we don't really have adults at the helm right now. It's kind of like we have a backup, backup quarterback in right now in Joe Biden, and he's just kind of flubbing the whole playbook. So if, with all of that ongoing, it seems like it's just such a, a, a counterproductive situation as you're in this uh, po- war posture 
but we're diminished in actual people that would fight the war. It's it's a very strange dichotomy. No, I would agree. It's it's not more so than strange. It's it's planned out. You know, if you when you look through the lenses that all everything is being set forth in order to destroy the very core of America, the very fabric, the very cornerstone, the the very essence of what makes America great, right? When you put on those lenses and you say every action that the opposing, uh, the current of, as I would say, resident in, in the chair is doing, uh, you it makes sense because everything that they are that is being enacted right now is to destroy the strength and sovereignty of America. How in the world can you have a spy plane cross the United States and get thrown into the sea of South Carolina? Uh, under anyone's watch, commander in, in chief, that's, that is the very role of the commander in chief is to protect its citizens, not to allow its secrets and, and who knows what to continue throughout and be taken away from this is this is a, a sheer dichotomy of what really needs to be done right now yeah and, and i'm, I'm josh, wondering when we're going to see the adults take over josh the craziest part about that whole balloon thing is that we're like oh well we'll let it get to the coast where we can successfully shoot it down as if it wasn't transmitting like as if this thing couldn't communicate until it landed back at headquarters uh, it's 2023. If they were flying over uh, nuclear missile silos, the imagery was already broadcasted back to China. I mean, the realistic, that's the realistic uh, approach to this. It's not that they were going to land and then like take a thumb drive out and download it. We're talking about uh, a military that has technology. So what? Like, why would we let it go across the whole country? Well, knowing the community that I do, at the same time, not everything got out, right? I mean, this is, yes, it can. Uh, can we interrupt for sure? So what got out, how much is questionable, but just the sheer physicality. Just that it would transport over our airspace, that it would cross the line like any other illegal immigrant would through the no southern border and no northern border that has America, if a country doesn't have its borders, it has no protection. This is how we lost Afghanistan. There was just no control, nor, this is how we were losing that Iraq. Uh, when they, they protected the borders, things changed. But when you have no protect, no borders uh, at all, it's destroyed, it can destroy a country. Yeah, and, and I could tell you from my, from my travels, I went to Greece in 2019, and I expected to go through customs. I picked up my luggage from the carousel, uh, no one got to steal it from the Biden administration. So that was a plus, but I, I get to, I get to, <laughs> I, I get to walk out and I'm like, where, where's customs? And there's a little sign that says, if you have anything to declare, feel free to come to customs. And I'm like, there, there's, there's no, there's no border here. You just land and you're, you're free to do whatever that that's pretty crazy to me. Yeah, it's disgusting. I mean, it's just horrible how our country is being pilfered and how we're allowing uh, illegals before veterans. They have no problem right now getting an apartment complex and writing a check for DHS to house illegals and refugees, uh, but they won't give HUD bash to veterans who need it. 
which is Section 8 for veterans. It's just disgusting. And this is where things are upside down. But when we realize that the enemy out that is outside the gate that's in, infiltrating inside our, our walls wants to, to see the destruction of the DOD, wants to see the destruction of the veteran, which is the core of America, and is doing everything it can in order to tear it apart, it makes total sense. Why would the enemy of our country want to see our community flourish? Yeah. They I mean, don't. They, they, there's, there's no way that they would ever want that. They don't, I mean, this is, this is very, um, it's very, it's a very serious issue when we talk about how people can ruin things from within. And I'm going to veer this conversation to January 6th here because what we're seeing right now at how bad hyper-partisan politics have become that they've, they've separated the U.S. citizen from the, the U.S. flag from the United States of America, and they've put everyone into identity politics subgroups by race, politics, uh, by gender, sexuality, no matter what. Everyone's got their own flag. Everyone's got their own team. And this brings us back. It just takes you out of society and brings you back to a point where everybody has their own group, their own flag. It's almost like if you're playing in the NHL, I want the New York Rangers to win. That's my team. That's my team jersey. So I'm under that banner. They've managed to do this. The the politicians, the the the, the whether it's the deep state, outside factors uh, that that want to see our country fail. They've found a way to infiltrate and make it that we're so separated that we want to fight amongst each other. And it's the perfect way to dismantle a country is to have all of that inside crumbling. Well, it's right out of the Marxist playbook, brother. That's why, you know, the Communist Manifesto. It's it's all uh, it's all being played out, and it's all available for anyone to read in black and white. And this is this is the place that has been under for fifty years. This has been their plan, right? These red diaper doper babies, is, uh, as they have always called, those are the ones that are making all the decisions right now that are pushing the the Marxist agenda. Right. This is uh, why you have those in, uh, if you would say, flag position of the alphabet soup uh, of intelligence agencies, all just having this Marxist state of mind. They have given over to communism and Marxism. Uh, they want to see America as if a new utopia of Stalin, uh, Stalinites. You know, they think, uh, oh, it, yes. Communism never worked before because they don't have what we have now. No, it's never worked. Mao, look at Mao, the millions that were killed under Mao. It's never worked. They've tried every way. Russia, it's, it's never worked. Uh, no, we're going to do a partnership with capitalism, but we're going to destroy capitalism. There, it makes no sense. It, it uh, doesn't it make logic. It doesn't make any sense. And it's it's an indoctrination camp. A lot of these colleges now. I've I know people that were instructed to read the Communist Manifesto in college, and and the teachers would praise it. And you know you're paying endless amounts of education. Then you want your education to be uh, paid for, just forgiven. The teachers keep collecting their money. The ones that are that are preaching communism or socialism, whatever they want to, it's whatever uh, ism that the specific teacher teaches. But yet they keep practicing capitalism. I mean, we're living in in an upside down land uh, to the point that Tucker Carlson releases footage that shows 
hey, maybe some people were overcharged or some people shouldn't have been charged or what really was happening and how many people might have been informants and lied in, 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 uh, you know, when they, when they were testifying and people are just like automatically shut off. They want to see political prisoners. They don't care because it's not their party. It's, it's the craziest thing I ever, I ever witnessed. You see somebody being walked around with the police uh, and they're saying that this person needs to be in prison for uh, for five years or it just what when when do we wake up and say, hey, let's put parties aside and actually have a conversation about what's right and wrong? Well, there, because there's it's a two tier justice system, right? Um, if it's if it's good for the blue, it's good for the gander. <laughs> for real? Uh, that's that's it. That's what the party is all about. Right. There's. That's what uh, the Third Reich did. I mean, it's when you're about the party only and you're a party sympathizer, then you're given all the rights that the party has power in. And that's what that's what this is. This is what it's all about. Crush the opposition, destroy any uh, ounce of influence because we want ultimate power. It has nothing to do with being at the consent of the governed. That's not what they want. No, it's at the consent of my decree. It's the dictatorship, contemporaneous. We're not going to see this tyranny last um, whatsoever. It's not going to continue. And that's what we're dealing with, this tyrannical rule from inside the swamp. Uh, Trump said it best. We, we need to drain the swamp. And that's what he was discussing. He could see it. As an elite one himself, he saw right through beyond the charade yeah, that, that is occurring right now. It's, it, it is a blemish on the history and the soul of America to see this happen. To as many veterans as there have been for, that have done nothing wrong. Look, he was a, he's a Navy veteran. Uh, he honorably served. He was asking people uh, to pray, and he was praying throughout the halls. He was trying. He stopped. I don't know how many times other people from vandalizing the Capitol himself. Right. Correct. And yet he's been thrown in prison for years for being escorted through by police, and uh, as if. Uh, they were just there to uh, usher them in into a new phase. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting and Josh, how they treat. Josh, the the argument that people are putting forward was his flag was zip tied to a spear. So I went and I started debating everybody I possibly could on Twitter, and I said, "What is more dangerous, the unused spear flagpole?" were the peaceful fires that happened in federal buildings for like a hundred days in Portland. And people were still saying that that flagpole, because it looked sharp, that was the problem. Yeah, no, there was no, that wasn't, that wasn't a, a threatening type of uh, display. He had, he had the flag, old glory, protect on his side. He wasn't put in front. He wasn't using it to take down anybody. That's much of malarkey. <laughs> just lies, lies, lies. Just like CBS wants to lie and say that I'm in jail right now. Uh, it's just they, they lie to get their media play, media kits, and this one-liner porn that they can uh, do all this all the time and, and get other people's dopamine and clicks. It, it's, it's disgusting. That, that man had no malice whatsoever while he was there and during the time that he was at the capitol i did not see it uh when i was there i didn't 
Uh, he, when he came to the other side where I was on the other side of the Senate building, I never went inside the Capitol. But all the veterans that I saw were standing up for righteousness and doing the best that they could to shift a, a chaotic environment, which we've been trained in, which we've been downrange and seen, into one that was of, uh, of, of, sound, of control. Like, who is in control here? We asked this numerous times. We tried to find who's the chief of police. Who is in control? There was nobody to show up. Everywhere we asked, where's the chain of command? There was no response. They, yeah. they, it was as if they were paid actors themselves, standing what? there without any clue of what to do in the in this situation. And the very interesting thing, Josh, is that the, some of the body cam footage that came out, the officers were saying this was a setup. They wanted this to happen. Like the officers knew they were they were not given the right amount of people uh, to to make sure that uh, you know things stayed normal. They rejected anything before that. We've already established, they said Trump can't issue National Guard by himself. They made that whole thing a, a big deal during the um, BLM riots. And then during all of that, when you hear the FBI say that they can't testify to whether they partook or whether they did damage themselves, that says a lot to, to the American people that have their eyes open. It should. It should. Uh, it should open up other eyes as well to say, wait a minute, um, you know, what, what really is going on here? When, you know, it's just a little, just scratch the veneer, and it makes total sense. Uh, every other event I've ever been to in D.C. over the 20 years that I've fought inside of veteran activism in the space uh, or, or pro-life events, there is always a very strong police presence. Every inauguration I've been to, I've been independent majority of my life and worked with Democrats, Gary McCullough, governors. It didn't matter to me. I worked with whomever was there that cared about helping our veterans and serve. And there's always a strong force there. Yeah. And in 2017, during the Trump inauguration, there was riots all over the streets in D.C., and people don't want to talk about that. They also don't want to talk about January 6th, 2017, when— right. uh, I uh, saw it, man. I saw the limos on fire. Yep. I was there. Yeah, People were scared for their lives. They uh -huh. needed support uh, from people to augment security. It was total chaos. It was a war zone. Total war zone. A hundred percent. That is not what happened when we were there. Correct. And then on January 6th, 2017, when they talk about, oh, the you know Republicans wanted to overturn a fair election, a bunch of Democrats, they said they did not want to certify. Uh, Trump in, into into being the president. So I mean, this is this is like th whatever they do, it doesn't count. But when the other the other party does it, it's it's the end of the world. So you have January 6, twenty seventeen. A bunch of politicians said we don't want to certify from the Democrat side. January 6, twenty twenty one. A bunch of uh, Republicans didn't want to certify. And then you go to inauguration day. They were attacking D.C. in twenty seventeen. And then Inauguration Day for 2021, they made it a police state with a fence, a, a police everywhere, National Guard everywhere. They were questioning if the members of the of the National Guard, I remember hearing rumors of that, if they were loyal to President Trump. Oh, if they, they do. They it's, were. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. uh, and where, where did we go uh, down the twilight zone? I don't know. But that's, uh, I mean, that could be debated back and forth. Is it, was it in 16? Was it? 
17, right? Uh, but the summer of love was not a summer of love. And it, it was a police state in D.C. People were afraid to walk around or to take a jog uh, for fear they were going to get a shakedown uh, from the federales, right? This, this is not America. This is not the America that my grandfather served, my, my uncle, my cousins, my brother, may rest in peace. Uh, my other cousin may rest in peace. Uh, who served my grand? I mean, on and on I go. Great grandfather. They did not serve for the, a police state to be in effect in the metropolitan areas and and the and our state capitals and our, our federal and uh, Washington D.C. This is not uh, the land of the free anymore. Underneath this tyranny, and then they go under. Uh, this all started, of course, as we know, throughout the the, the pandemic. It, situation and the shots and everything else uh, to to usher in this dystopian plan, right? Uh, it was all it was all war games. We already knew how things were going to play. Yep. I mean, they they held their events where they talked about exactly what they would do when they were given the opportunity or when they were ready to do it. And we 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 lived it. And, you know, sometimes the best way to say, is this normal? Is this true? Is to listen to the voices of the people that are in charge that are doing this, that are inflicting this among their people. They've already laid out their plan. And I guess that's plausible deniability. They've never lied. They've literally told us every step before they did it. And they're still doing that things, things like with the World Economic Forum, where you try to say, are we a sovereign nation or what? what's the plan here? But I mean, like you said, we're going to live through this and we're going to figure it out. And hopefully this tyranny doesn't have a long shelf life. Um, but another thing about January 6th, uh, Speaker McCarthy has said that he would turn over the footage to any network that would cover it fairly. And it, what are the guidelines of fairness? And will anyone even take them up on that offer? Because they don't want to go against their own narrative. So I don't feel like anybody's touching that. No, you're right. It, it takes patriots and those who want to see the truth get out like yourself that are going to really expose the lies and the deceit behind all of this. And uh, the intimidation factors against speakers like myself on a stage which we had, uh, uh, which we were actually permitted for. Uh, which it was wasn't even um, highly advertised, but just close enough that we had 500 people at the stage. We were on, on the other side of the Senate building. They're going after everybody. They deplatformed Topher and the Marine rapper, who I put on stage for the first time while they were still in the top 10 Billboard charts. They had never performed live uh, their Patriot song. I gave them the chance to do so. They were it was excellent. It went off uh, great. You know, everyone was excited, and yet they deplatformed them because they were on our stage. This is disgusting, this land of cancel culture that's occurring, yeah. uh, again, it's not America, it's not America. And now uh, to, to wrap this all up, let's hit election integrity. Uh, how do we even start? I mean, this is something, having ran for Congress myself, I, I know these voter rolls are out of control because I'm going to flash back to when, when I, I was 17, I was a paper boy here on Staten Island and the woman that I would collect money from for her paper out had passed away. She was about 95 or something along those lines. She's still an active voter to this day. And she hasn't lived in that house since 2003. And she's a hundred some odd years old now. Still active Republican. And they're, and they're using her vote all the time. 
I, I mean, at this rate, right? who, who the hell knows? But the fact that you're saying yeah. that that she's she can go vote at some point, there's got to be Josh. There's got to be some stopgap where it's like, all right, you haven't voted in in eight, 12 years. You have to re-register. You're automatically kicked off because you either a moved, b dropped dead. There's got to be something. Well, that, that's because you're thinking in line of integrity. Uh, they do not want to, there's no integrity right now in our election system. And we've seen that being proven out over and over and over again. And those, because those who have control of the apparatus are not going to relinquish it. Why would they? Uh, the uni party wants control. It's, uh, again, it's all about power. It's all about control. It's not about, oh, you can't imagine we, the people having control because then it's going to be up and down. It's going to be a roller coaster. No, we need to maintain the state as it is, constantly massing, getting bigger, and more control, more power, so that those who have uh, control of the apparatus can continue to get paid from through Wall Street and big, uh, big business instead of thinking what's best for the people. That's why we have big pharma, uh, Pfizer, that can't, 78 years can't be sued unless it's proven that they're uh, fraud. Oh, wait. James O'Keefe, Bruiser's fraud. Now he's fired. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's so anytime crazy. you go right, yeah, yeah. Anytime you go up against principalities, that's what we're dealing with. This is a fight against principalities. Yeah. Uh, this is not a fight of uh, of just one party either. This is a this is a good and evil conversation. This is the spirit of Antichrist that is pervading with this axis of evil, with the CCP and the uh, Wahhabists, those those who would support jihadis. Uh, the cartels, the push-pull system over our border of fentanyl with the Catholic charities and the Baptist charities and the Muslim Brotherhood uh, just sucking off of the Federal Reserve. This is, this is reality. This, there needs to be a, a shift because right now you can see with the Silicon Valley Bank, the attempt on the reset right in front of our face, this is occurring uh, with a one-world order plan uh, in, in the crushing of the sovereignty of America. Yeah. That's why and, they're spending, spending, spending without any recourse. And they and they say that that will not be any burden to the taxpayer because of special assessments that, of course, will be passed down to every customer, which would then be directly out of the taxpayer, but not showing it. It's like the biggest workaround of all time. It's, it, it, you know, this is like mind numbing. But when we talk about having to prove that they did something on purpose and then James O'Keefe getting fired, it's the exact same thing at Maricopa County in Arizona. They proved that all the ballots were misprinted for Election Day in that in that area and uh, at least a good amount of them. And then they were like, well, that was just the mistake. You have to prove they did it intentionally. However, how do you prove that outside of maybe getting their personal cell phone before they uh, bleach bitted it? I mean, at this point, I don't understand if there's such an obvious error that affected that small sample batch had such a high percentage of misprints that you would say, all right, we're, we're not going to have some form of revote here. That is direct disenfranchising directly. It's crazy town. And there's so many, I mean, my, my family's out there, I have friends, and they're so frustrated at how their votes were handled. And knowing, and what, what, speaking of Carrie Lake and 
knowing that there's fragrant of fraud, abuse, and <clears throat> no integrity in the system whatsoever uh, for the people. And they're paid, and yet like have acts, millions of dollars are put into each state and then given to these nonprofits in order to halt these type of things. And yet they actually are the ones that are inflicting the harm, like Stacey Abrams in Georgia. That's what she was doing, taking half of money and then using it against the people, not for the people. And yep. this, this corruption, waste, fraud, and abuse needs to end. There's, there is no future for our families uh, at this point, the way that they're going, but war and destruction. And yep. at some point, they're going to just run our engines dry with, as if there's no oil and no gas, and that it's on the side of the road, and they'll leave it and hope they find another one. And they're trying to jump. That's why they have their exit strategies and uh, out of other to other countries, and it has nothing to do with the sovereignty and support of America. They'll yeah. bleed until it's dry, and that's their goal, the, so that the, we are weakened and destroyed. And and this is this is the direct affront to the the, the service member. Uh, the reason why China always said they would never invade, even since World War II, they said that every mile would be paved in blood if they tried to invade America, because behind every blade of grass there is a gun. So China has always been aware of our Second Amendment rights and what that means to the protection of America. The strongest army is an armed American citizen. It is the strongest, largest army in the world. Now, <clears throat> within that understanding, uh, you then have the strongest trained, now they say crucible trained, service member over the fighting Wahhabism for the past 40 years. And of the 20 million that's left of our service, of our veteran population, 14 million are combat capable. That to them, it's just another pair of boots. Like me, we can pick up an M4 tomorrow and go to town and it's just like, because it's training and it's muscle memory and do what is needed to be done. And then that is what our community represents. That is what our, our community of veterans for America first of that. There's a million veterans across America that will consider themselves a part of our community. And it is that combat community like TIG in Denver who of Benghazi were the six fighting veterans that kept back hundreds of shahadis. Just six, mind you. Not a million of them. But this is what the enemy knows. They know all too well the capability of the combat veteran. And we are entrenched. This is our backyard. These are our woods. We go into the woods to kill animals for fun, right? We teach, train on survival training techniques for not days, but months. The, they, that is why the CCP and others have come directly against the veteran. And that's why we've seen a 10% compounding increase in veteran suicide. They want to see the destruction of the U.S. service member, the veteran in America. We need to shift from a, we shifted from sympathy to empathy. And that's what N22 awareness got us. But N27, we need to get people on board and realizing that it's not just empathy, but it's a matter of national security that we save the veterans' lives. Yep. There, there's that. There's this, the Second Amendment that's always uh, under attack. So we have to be 
we have to be diligent if if that falls that they you know that's their the, the plan to disarm but i mean i don't think that the united states is the united states without 2a at this point so there can't really like that that is not even like a, a debatable conversation to me and when people try to say it's a necessity and they, they they try to do the trickle disarm first it's this type of gun and then you know anything that they could add assault to which is which enrages me to to begin with but then they'll even say it's an assault pistol and they've already they've already uh, shifted to that type of rhetoric and there's a reason because anything that you add the assault to is where is what they're coming for next well thank god for clarence thomas and for justices that understand in his quote that the second amendment is not second to the first amendment it is equally necessary. And this is, so thankfully, we have a Supreme Court that is just over the past six, well, I'd say six months past major, major, major pro 2A conversation uh, through their bench. And that, that leads to the things that I'm fighting and freejosh.us and standing up for our Second Amendment rights, standing up for our First Amendment rights. So they came at me <clears throat> with a Second Amendment. Um, uh, Second Amendment attack when clearly the district attorney paid by Soros, who's actually an attorney of Soros's, had stated months before, Trump, send in your Proud Boys, send in your unregistered poll watchers, and I got something for them. So I'm not a Proud Boy. I'm, it wasn't about that, but I was there at the call and request of the GOP and others to volunteer and to help with onboarding of data of the 2020 election to Rudy Giuliani. So I was there as, an, uh, as a concerned citizen, someone trained in counterterrorism, counter-narco-terrorism, having been in the, the thick of it where it was either Yemen or South America, <clears throat> in my own backyard of Philadelphia as a Philadelphia kid. This is what, this is backyard, this is backyard. This isn't, this isn't uh, overseas where I have to be that concerned, but I'm always protecting myself and my family and friends around me. And have always, so that since I've been in service and able to carry one for 20 years doing so. And I was, I made sure, and I'm not going to get too into it there, but District Attorney Krauser came at it and saying, it's as if we stopped the mass shooting, narrowly averted, such, such hyperbole to then build it up so that others in CBS and CNN would defame, defame, defame and run it across the world in order to attack us. For, for our God-given rights to protect ourselves, our family, our property, our friends, and those around us. And because we're not a victim, and I'm not going to stand there and let other, one, other people get victimized. Never have, never will. We were trained to go downrange, to come back, and to protect others all along the way. We, and during my service, we had no casualties on board our ship. Now, I, I, I give that to prayer every night. And that I was grateful to be on the 1MC and pray over my ship and, my, and those men, because there was no women at the time, uh, that went in and out. And the, the work that we did and the, the boardings that we did, uh, when others had uh, casualties, it was just we were in time, it was a fog of war. This is real. Uh, there is an enemy out there, and now they're here. And this is the attack upon our, our rights, our fundamental rights, our God-given rights, it is what they what the enemy wants to see to erode the foundation again of our constitution and shred it to take away the, our ability to uh, 
live our lives without any concern of, uh, of instead life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. They don't want to see our pursuit of happiness, our life or our liberty. A hundred percent. And I do see a similarity between us, Josh. I read your tagline on the website and and it's an ode of Bruce Lee's from Tao Jit Kune Do, be, be like water, right? So I gravitate to that. And for me, it was, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for, for me, it was always initiated by the, my, by, by my response, which was uh, respond like an echo, another one from Jit Kune Do. And that's exactly mm, what yes. you're doing. You're pursuing uh, uh, the, the path to, for answers and truth. Amen, brother. You're right. And it, it is part of my uh, motto and also my life living. He, he's a great teacher. We are sorely lost of uh, his ability to teach others, you know, and train. Uh, but I, I affect that into my life. I was, I'm like the reverse karate kid because I was 12 years old, left California and went to Philadelphia because the opposite. Yeah. Uh, but I learned karate in, in uh, California and then went into the martial arts even more. Uh, when I went into service and, and trained with uh, the most elite in, that there is, in, uh, if you will. And uh, because it was, for me, a training of the mind, of the spirit, of the body, and being an athlete a bit later in my, my age, instead of going through high school, uh, I was in soccer and track and field, but I didn't really embrace it until I was in service and then running and swimming and search and rescue community. Uh, wanted to be a part of that. This is a hyper elite world, right? There, you're, there's no um, no crying in search and rescue swimming, okay? Training or other things, like right. So we were we were pushed to our max, and we were trained to do so, to constantly push push ourselves. And that this that mindset that uh, is a warrior class. It is a warrior spirit, and uh, Bruce Lee definitely embodied that warrior spirit. And uh, if we could test his DNA, I'm sure he has a warrior gene in him <laughs> that the mutates you. That's and it. that happens. That's a, real, that's a real thing. Now that we've had the human genome mapped since 2004, the, the warrior gene has been, is a mutation, hyper, hyper strength, hyper abilities, hyper sensitivity. The, this warrior class, once you are a warrior, you don't go back from becoming one. And for, the, for me, it's, I want to embody my namesake, Joshua, to be strong and courageous biblically. But also, as Caleb said, I'm just as strong to go out as I am to go in as I was 40 years ago. Right? He was ready at 80 years old to take on the mountain in front of him, uh, the Goliath, as if you were, uh, at his 80 years old, and said, I'm just as strong as I was in 40. So I want to finish strong like him and take in that mindset, right? Yeah. As even. Uh, the great grandmasters have a hundred percent and I, I i think that i have that warrior gene i don't know about it in, in the form of battling but i know about it where i just can't accept bullshit so i just i keep pushing back no matter what <laughs> even when it's like uh oh, john if you do this you're gonna lose your job for standing up what for what's right i'm like well then take it i'll live in a tent i don't know it, it really you, right <laughs> once, it's not worth it <laughs> no yeah it's like it's like once dude once it hit once that kicked in it was opening Max Public House here in Staten Island and we had Bill de Blasio and and Andrew Cuomo sending sheriff's department uh to block us out they were arresting everyone and 
I was I was still working at the time. I could have just laid low like everyone else. And I was like, nope, freedom over everything. Take my job, take my life. I don't care. I am opening this damn bar tonight. Like that was it. I was like, we are bringing back right freedom. <laughs> so, thank you. You got to hold the line. Everyone needs to wake up and hold the line where they can, and know that the the mass that we are is stronger than the few that they are. And when people wake up to that reality, it'll change. And that, yet we're not there yet. Uh, there, there's a, a blue pilling that's going on all over the place, right? We have to help people wake up to what's really happening inside the system against them. And I think there's enough of this occurring. Look, look, when they threw me in the gulag of Philadelphia, um, people were like, oh, what was it like? You know, uh, I've never been imprisoned in my life. Okay, 45 years old now, uh, clear record, a straight zero. And honorable service, honorable discharge 20 years ago. So by no means uh, is this an area that I've, I've been in around actually on the other side, helping sheriffs and investigating and helping those that are uh, picking up people. But uh, and when I'm going through this system, I'm finding there are, there are men that were just want to be with their children and were protecting themselves and had a clip in their pocket. Now they're thrown in jail for a year. A clip in the pocket, jail for a year. What is going? What what was this? Um, murderers then being released for fifteen thousand dollars, no bail, signatures. Like wait a minute, that this doesn't. And there was no conformity. There was no unity in the in the actions that were occurring, except for taking pennies from paupers and crushing a community. And what I found was that everyone was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And when they heard the spirits, when they heard the word of God, when they heard truth, it changed hearts. Men, men's hearts opened up so much so that 80 men on Veterans Day of 2020 um, made a decision with me to hunger strike the following day because of the deplorable conditions that were inside of the Philadelphia County Jail, forcing the warden to show up after the second meal that all of us said, we are not going to take the next food. We're not gonna take this meal. We are not gonna take this from your hands because we know that you're killing us and you're putting us through this ridiculous quarantine plan where for 45 days, certain men were still in there. And then there were people being wheelchaired out all the time, uh, dying from fevers. Jeez. And this, this changed the, the whole perspective I had through that situation, that circumstance to see that others were, were sick and tired of the system crushing them and their spirit in their community. Well, Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this was a great interview. So uh, thank you. Right on, brother. Thanks for your time, man. Thanks for getting us together. This is the Patriot Panel. Yo, yo, if you're looking for some kick-ass gear, I know a place. It's a small business. I own it. Show some support www.sonsanddaughtersofliberty.world. Get 17.76% off your order right now using promo code PODCAST. This apparel, this iconic flag, shows that you won't take it. You're not going to take it. Never. It's over. You write the book, hot dog. (laughs) Go get some gear now. See you next time.